Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome back to my weekly Friday Five podcast with me, Liz Earle, bringing you news and views from the wonderful world of Liz Earle well-being and beyond. And this week, well, I have to say it's been a real focus on menopause matters with Davina McCall's literally brilliant documentary over on Channel 4, which aired on Wednesday night. I do hope that you had a chance to watch this or maybe you will be able to see it on Catch Up. And I have to say... I was hoping for good things, having seen a rough advance edit, but I was even more impressed with the final version and massive hats off and kudos to the documentary writer and producer Kate Muir. I thought it was just brilliant and so did thousands of others, judging by just how busy Twitter was that night. Oh my goodness, we even had menopause trending at one point, which was great to see. So with this in mind, alongside the other major news this week with the launch of the brilliant new menopause charity today, yes, today, Friday the 14th of May, if you are listening to me in real time, of course. So I thought that I would invite one of the most respected menopause educators right onto the pod here. Dr. Radhika Vora, an NHS and private GP with a special interest in women's health, menopause and education. Not only an educator and trainer of doctors and nurses in the area of menopause, but also a founding trustee of the menopause charity. And there is just so much to say on all of this. So let's dive in right now with this chat here. So Radhika, thank you so much for finding the time in this incredibly busy week, busy and exciting week to join us to talk about so many things, menopause and education particularly. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me here. Oh, it's it's a real pleasure. And there's been such an excitement because obviously on Wednesday evening, we had Davina's incredible documentary and extraordinary work from her and producer, uh, writer Kate Muir. And the response, you know, I have to say, I don't think I've ever had such a busy evening on Twitter that night, particularly in every single ad break. It, we, we were just all over it. There was so much comment. I, I mean, I know Davina Menopause was trending on Twitter. And what what did you think of it? What do you think of the programme? Oh, I thought it was brilliant. I think it's really going to step things up and change the momentum in terms of what we think about menopause and get that conversation going. It's just so necessary. There's so many women 
you know, it, it is half of the population. It's really important. And it's an issue that isn't going to go away. And I think the programme just put it out there for everybody to recognise how important it is. And, I, and one of the things that shocked me actually was reading some of the, the comments and there, there weren't many, but there were a few negative. Some people saying, oh, I can't believe all this talk about menopause. You know, why are women banging on about it? It's just a natural thing. You know, it's always been ever thus. And in fact, for me, this is something that is relatively new because for the first time in history, women are living longer than ever. And, you know, no longer are we, you know, shuffling off at, at 60. Was it the average age for, for females death in the UK is 84? So, you know, you're likely to have 30 or more years of menopause, more if 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 you include peri, perimenopause and, and, and menopause. So, you know, what, what's your view as a, as a GP and an educator in terms of, you know, quality of life for older women now? I think it actually makes it more important than ever. When I trained 20 years ago, um, the average age expectancy, we were happy with 65, 70. Now women, like you say, are spending 40 plus years in their menopausal state. They're working longer. They're looking after generations on either side, elderly parents and children or their children as well. And they physically want a lot more from their bodies. And the expectations of society are such that actually... Aside from that, it's the medical impacts the lack of oestrogen has that we need to be more aware of and recognise the, the, the risks that it brings with it. And they can be managed far better. I think that is so interesting. And talking to you as, as a GP and an educator is really important because we often focus on the benefits, of course, because that you know it's self-interest and we feel so much better as women when we replace our estrogen, we sleep better, we have less anxiety, we get rid of our aches and pains in our bones and you know recurrent UTIs and all of those things you know are, are fixed. But surely as health professionals, the help for reduced risk of coronary heart disease, type 2 diabetes, potentially Alzheimer's, osteoporosis, or, you know, obviously first line of treatment or should be with with replacing missing hormones as we get older and, and there's so much concern isn't there in the health service about how are we going to fund all this then surely yeah. hrt which is is cheap as chips you know hormones natural hormones really very very inexpensive and very safe that that must be a, an increasing concern for gps and their surgeries no absolutely it is and i think it's a massive concern for the nhs on the whole we have a you know increasing population that's aging and disease, diseases such as heart disease diabetes and osteoporosis have been on the radar and projection for NHS to tackle for many, many years. What hasn't been held hand in hand in that is that how that impacts women. And dementia is another one that's really important to mention, because women will keep coming back to general practice, and we should be looking at medicine in, in our countries as a preventative way as well. How can we prevent the disease coming? Not only how can we manage it? And I think the training has to take that into account. Well, interesting that you bring up the word training, because one of the key things that came out of Davina's documentary was making the point that there is so little, if any, mandatory practice based menopause care for GPs. And there was a lot of chat on Twitter about this. And then the Royal College of GPs actually started to reply to some of the comments and, you know, almost gaslighting women by saying, oh, GPs are trained. You know, it is in the curriculum. And well, I have to tell you, in all the years that I've been talking to menopause doctors and GPs, I have not come across a single 
doctor who said to me, oh, yes, we had plenty of training. You know, I was perfectly well prepared to be able to to talk to 51 percent of my patients who are female, bearing in mind all of whom will have a perimenopause and menopause if they live long enough, all of them. It's not, it's not, you know, a maybe like so many of the other medical conditions, every single one will be affected. And yet none of them seem to be getting good training. What, what's, what is really happening in terms of training for doctors at the moment? So I think the training really originates from how they are trained at medical school. So my training 20 years, over 20 years ago was no medical training in menopause. None at all? None at all, no. So medical school um, is what, sorry, five, five years? Five to six years. Five years, yeah. Five to six years, 51% of your patients are going to be women, and there was nothing. 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 Okay. And then after that, you <laughs> may do an obs and gynae rotation as part of your training to be a GP, during which it's so at the discretion of who you come across and who teaches you. But a lot of that work is ward-based. It's about learning about women's management when they're in hospital, whether they've just had a baby or if they've got other gynecological issues. It doesn't teach you how to practically manage menopause. I think that's the part of the problem here, Liz, is nobody's taking ownership of who will manage menopausal women and the problems that menopause gives them. And whether GPs embrace it or not, it is a primary care issue. It's something that can be managed in general practice. Sure. And that's what it's about. Well, where, where do GPs go then to get their training? So, you know, if, if, if you're a GP, you've gone through medical school, you've had no mention of, of menopause, you, you do your GP training, which is what, a further three years, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. A, a further three years. You may or may not do an OBS and gynae module as part mm-hmm. of that, which may or may not include a bit of menopause. So let's let's say let's say it doesn't. Um how then are you expected to help women who come into a surgery? So in the third year of training, the whole year will be placed in general practice. And one day a week of that is learning. So they'll be going to educational sessions, which with my educator hat on, I do women's health and menopause with my trainees. But that will vary area to area. And I think that the emphasis has to be placed on getting the practical learning out there, or even after qualifying as a GP, by getting the fears taken away. Because if many GPs don't want to manage menopause, they can very easily avoid it. And, you know, at the moment, it doesn't have, it's not something that they have to actively go ahead and manage. And they can circle around the issues by either prescribing alternatives to oestrogen or claiming statements like women that I saw at the beginning were telling me, you know, it's just part and parcel of being a woman or it's just something I have to live with. And we hear women say this all the time. This this is, is a real shocker. And you are in a unique exp- uh, position here, I guess, because you are a GP, you, you are an educator, and you work within the NHS, um, and, and you provide training for doctors. I mean, how amazing that this is happening now going forward. How does that training compare? If, if you're a GP, for example, how much training would you get on other diseases that perhaps aren't quite so so prevalent or you know that important but but don't affect all women so for example you know diabetes or asthma yeah no I think that the the difference between the two is starking I mean I've had two-day courses on asthma I've had two to three-day courses on starting insulin and managing diabetes but yet we have the full support of um, nurses who help us hugely manage complex patients with diabetes and asthma in general practice. So day to day, I'm not seeing the patients who need my input. 
in these diseases. But as a GP, day to day, you are getting women coming back with the symptoms that are hugely impacting their life and devastating for their daily functioning, but they're not being proactively treated or approached as well. And we've got the evidence there that we can treat them better. So if, if, if as a GP, you were getting two or three days on, you know, how to use insulin, for example, how, how much time do you get on how to use oestrogen? You get what you invest. So if you pursue it... There's a bit of a deafening the silence there, Radhika. Are, are you telling me that there is, there is none that, that's mandatory for GPs? There is none that is mandatory that I'm aware of. <sighs> Okay, so, and I know that you, uh, this is obviously very important, and it's something that you are very involved with. I've heard of a training program called 14 Fish for GPs and for prescribing nurses. How, how does that work? So it's amazing. It's a marvellous in, in, intervention that's been made because there's a program, an educational program, which was called Confidence in Menopause Training. And through six hours, you can manage menopause starting from the beginning to all the different conditions that concern people such as breast cancer, um, clot history or older women or even skin changes with menopause and it talks you through all of them with cases and that gives you the practical tools to then be able to relate them to patients you'll see in practice. That, that That's an online course that GPs and presumably GPs are used to doing top up training and, and staying current all, all the time. So that this, this wouldn't be a new thing, you know, to hop up online no. and do six hours of further training. No, since the pandemic, it's become very much second nature to have this flexible online learning that you can dip in and out of at your convenience. And also with, alongside it, you get the support of a community and a forum where you can ask questions, bounce any queries you may have and feel that support of having a community of people all training on the same pathway as you. And that's really important, isn't it? Because we know that there is so much outdated information that GPs uh, are, are also battling with. So, you know, you've, on the one hand, you've got the fact that there's nothing in, in medical school. There may or may not be a few hours in, in GP training. Once you are faced then with women who are menopausal, very commonly sitting in your surgery, you'll look at the, the website and for something like transdermal estrogen, it's the, the information there just isn't, isn't current. The MHRA have got the wrong information up there saying that you can't give transdermal estrogen if you have a history of migraine or blood clot when we know that that you can so gps are in a very difficult position aren't they they haven't been trained and then when they do go online then the computer is giving them the wrong information no absolutely it is challenging for them and i have to say they work exceptionally hard i don't think anyone i know and i believe none of them will wake up and think what can i do really badly today they're all trying their best but we're also very apt at balancing uncertainty and weighing up benefits and risks we do this all the time. This is part and parcel of managing in general practice and providing patients care. And we also have the beauty of being able to call patients back, reviewing them, being able to provide tests for them if we need to. It's not something that you would give HRT and never see your patient again. But those alerts come up for a lot of drugs and we're very used to managing them. So we know some of the information's out of date and I don't think that should be something that should be putting professionals off provided they get the training and they get the reassurance but it's about engaging into what our motive is here it's about helping women and empowering them to have better lives 
Yes. And I remember talking to uh, Dr. Louise Newson and she was saying, you know, in one hand, her job is 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 really hard because it's devastating that the endless number of patients that she sees and, and her fellow GPC uh, who have been denied HRT, who've been given the wrong treatment, whose lives have been ruined for, you know, m- maybe a, a decade or more. And, you know, jobs lost and marriages broken down and, you know, driven right to the brink in, in many cases. So in on that side of things, it is quite devastating what she's what she's hearing. But then on the other side, she said it's the most rewarding job because replacing a few natural hormones, actually women regain their lives and confidence and quality of life and the gratitude and the job satisfaction, you know, that comes from that, she says is just extraordinary. So it's the most rewarding part of medicine that she's ever worked in. No, absolutely. And I think, I mean, I remember my mum having hot flushes and she got very little support and I wasn't medically trained and it was incredibly frightening watching her go through them. My mum now is much older. She's got high blood pressure, diabetes, and she's had a stroke. And I can't help but wonder how different she could have been managed. But aside from that, it's so rewarding treating women, like you say, and it's transformational medicine. I love that. I, I love that word. Transformational medicine. I mean, surely that's got to be the dream ticket, hasn't it, for every doctor? Yeah. Who wouldn't want to practice transformational medicine? You know, yeah. you can see somebody who's really struggling and transform their life. And, you know, I can give you lots of examples of that. It happens every day. And it's sad if they're being given medication that has very little evidence or being fobbed off or feeling fobbed off even and not being given that opportunity to feel better. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a It's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Well, there was a lot of chat, wasn't there, at the beginning of the documentary about antidepressants. And as we know, there is no clinical evidence to show that antidepressants help with low mood or depression 
brought on by lowered estrogen. I mean, why, why would an antidepressant help replace your estrogen? I mean, it's it's for clinical depression. So I, at least I hope if that's one simple message that that can get out, that that would be that would be helpful. And it seems very much a postcode lottery as well. Looking at that map that Davina showed of the UK, it seems that the the, the very few menopause specialist centres that there are in the UK, they're quite concentrated, aren't they, down in the south? Yes, indeed. Yeah, there's a huge and um, huge difference geographically. I mean, last year, there was a study published by the British Journal of General Practitioners in that journal, and it showed that women in the north are 29% less likely to get HRT. And there's a huge socioeconomic difference as well. And that's where the charity really wants to help bridge that gap by allowing every practice to have the opportunity to gain education and, and um, specialism, but also providing translation material and counselling material, which is user friendly for women. I know that you've you've worked a lot, haven't you, with with minority groups, because there is an added risk as well, isn't there, with 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 some of the ethnic groups. Can you talk a little bit about that? Now, of course, and it's a hugely under-recognised risk. And, for example, South Asian groups have a higher tendency of diabetes, heart disease, bone disease and osteoporosis. But it's not completely unrecognised how important oestrogen is to them. And there's a real taboo in a lot of the communities about approaching oestrogen and a fear of the exaggerated link with breast cancer. So women will avoid that and they'll lose the benefits and the risk reduction that oestrogen therapy can give them. And hence, they end up living with the burden of tremendous disease. And it's really incredibly sad. And I've been trying to get the information out there and more accessible for them. But I think that it is a little bit of creating that domino effect that the programme and the charity aims to do. And, um, you know, the more we talk about this, it'll be more recognised. Oh, for sure. And that there is going to be a lot of chat. And let's talk about the charity because this, I feel that there should be, you know, a trumpet voluntary or a fanfare at the very least, because today is the day. It is the official launch day for the menopause charity. And I'm very proud to be an ambassador. And of course, you're a trustee. Is that right? Focusing on the educational side? Yes, indeed. Yeah. And we talked a bit about 14 Fish and the medical programme and really big news. I mean, it's such exciting news today is that the charity is actually donating a course that the 14 Fish Menopause Training Course, the online course and all the resources to every single GP practice in the UK. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. So we're delighted to collaborate with 14 Fish and provide this confidence in menopause training which is completely pharmaceutical sponsorship free and written by specialists and giving the support as well and the guide through of practical cases to one practitioner, whether it's a nurse or a doctor in every practice in the UK and privately bought its £135. But what we're trying to say is we can educate everybody to provide better care to the women that their practice serves. Gosh, that is that is incredibly generous. How how many GP practices are there in the UK? There's one thousand three hundred and fifty that's going to go out. So every let's just get this straight. Every single GP practice in the UK is going to receive a notification that somebody in their practice, whether it's a GP or or a practice nurse, prescribing nurse, can have access to this free resource, the training modules. And all the the aftercare, presumably the the connections and the support group, completely free. 
So it should be that whenever any woman rings up a GP surgery and wants to talk about menopause symptoms and says, actually, can I speak to whoever is has the specialisation or, or a bit of current knowledge on menopause, that rather than just getting this sort of, oh, well, we don't have anybody response or we'll add you to a waiting list and maybe refer you to a consultant who also, by the way, may not have had any menopause training, but that's a whole other story. Um, there will be somebody and they'll say, oh, yes, you know, you can see nurse so-and-so or doctor so-and-so. And, and they'll be absolutely able to help you. I mean, this is revolutionary stuff, isn't it? I mean, talk about working from from the grassroots up, you know, rather than coming from the top down. This is we're not just waiting for, you know, the Royal College of GPs or whoever, MHRA, to insist on training. It's like, guys, here it is. This is NHS approved. You can have it. It's free. Please take it up. What do we need to be doing then? How, how how can we help as women? I know that there are a lot of women out here who are very motivated, especially after the documentary, to know what we can be doing to make a difference. So what women can do is start talking about menopause, which I know is already happening. It's buzzing, but carry on. Keep that momentum going. There's a fantastic app called the Balance app, which they can use, and that will give them access to a community, some support, a way of logging their symptoms and taking that along to their practice and actually probing their practice saying we know there's information available we know training has been offered um you know who's taking it up and i think that's what we really need to do we need to start like you say at the grassroots and change the approach to menopause and finally supporting the charity i I think that that's a really really great three simple takeaways there you know firstly because it's very topical i guess if you're speaking to your gp practice or you're you're going in or you're contacting somebody or you're chatting online or whatever just say you know oh i hear that this you know 14 fish menopause charity offer has been made for for free training you know which which one of the practitioners is is taking it up just ask ask the question put it out on the radar as you say individually downloading the free balance app which is brilliant. I saw actually, I think it was on the Menopause Doctor uh, newsletter or the website that it's won an award in the Apple store. And it's just so great to see it. And again, it's completely free. You know, this is a free resource, isn't it, for everybody? So great to have the the symptom tracking there and and the support community on the app. And then, of course, last but not least, um, to support the Menopause charity. And I know there's going to be a lot of fundraising going on for things like education and also for research because women's healthcare research around this area does seem to be very underfunded as well doesn't it so that's perhaps another area of discussion for the future no absolutely research is much needed in the app the balance app supports research so being part of the app you are helping the research as well and it's only through research and practice that practice that will shake off the misconceptions and the myths that we've held on to for two decades so we need to move forward with that research as well we really do. And I think hopefully all of us here involved working with with menopause and you specifically and, and, and all the doctors working who are very focused on it, you know, far more so than just commentators like me. Are you sensing that the tide is turning? Are, are you feeling a little bit more hopeful perhaps after this week? Oh, definitely. I mean, I think it's actually one of the most exciting weeks of um, having tried to bang my drum for the last decade or so. But it's, you know, it's just most exciting for those individual women you know, who have been hiding away or being too afraid to approach their employer or talk to colleagues or isolating themselves. It's really exciting to get some control on their life back. It's really positive news, Radhika. Thank you so much for your time today. It's so appreciated. You're welcome. Lovely to talk to you. 
Oh, yes. Thank you, Radhika. Exciting and positive times ahead, I'm sure. And I'm just looking at the menopausecharity.org's website right now, actually. It's just gone up. I hope you'll take a look. There's so much great information. Uh, talks about the charity, who it is. Oh, there's the ambassadors popping up. So there's Davina, Lorraine Kelly. Oh, there's me. Jolly good. Uh, then, oh, lovely quote actually from Davina. I'll read it to you. It says, um, I used to think that menopause was an age thing. And now I realise it's a woman thing. For far too long, there's been a shroud of embarrassment, shame and fear around this topic. And this is where it stops. That's what she says. I'm supporting the menopause charity. It's not sponsored by any pharmaceutical companies. And it's going to give honest and helpful advice to all women who are going through this difficult time of their lives. Isn't that amazing? Well done, Davina. Just great. All power to you, girl. Uh, then it goes on to talk about the supporters. One of the first ones here, Kate Muir. So she is the writer and the author and the producer of Sex, Myths and the Menopause. That was the Channel 4 documentary. Um, there's lovely Ellie Waters, who I've podcasted here. She's the childhood cancer warrior. Very young um, person to be taking HRT, but seeing the benefit of it post-cancer treatment. Uh, we've got Joe Wiley, Claire Sanderson, Zoe Ball. Oh, the lovely Sarah Raven. So Sarah, many of you will know, is the garden correspondent for the Lazar Wellbeing magazine. I've got my friend Anthea Turner up there as well. So many. Lorraine Candy, journalist and author. Uh, then moving on to the trustees. Nice little piece there on Radhika Vora, who we've just spoken to. Uh, many others as well. So many resources. If I just go on to, there's the training section that we talked about there, obviously with 14 Fish. And I do hope, again, that many, many people will be able to benefit from that. So this section, looking at the website, there's a whole section on training for healthcare professionals. So and the Confidence in Menopause online course. That's just amazing. That is free for every GP practice in the UK. I mean, that's extraordinary, isn't it? That usually costs £135 a year. And it says here it is an accredited remote course suitable for doctors, nurses and pharmacists keen to improve menopause care for women. Absolutely great. And just lots of resources and a great community. What happens when I click on the community button? Let's just take a little look at this. This is also new. It's literally just gone live. News and advice Gosh, lots that you can do. And of course, you can donate, big button to donate, which I hope lots of people will do. And you can also sign up to a free newsletter. So that's at the bottom there. It talks about medical training. Oh, gosh, there's some hard hitting stats at the bottom here. It says 10% of women leave their jobs due to menopause. 90% of women get menopausal symptoms yet only 12% of women are on HRT in the UK. So yeah, lots, lots to dive into. And it says, sign up for our newsletter, get the news first on our latest campaigns, research and menopause events. Great. Well, there you go. You heard about it here today on the launch day, the menopausecharity.org. Very exciting indeed. So take a look. You can sign up to their newsletter. Spread the word. Let me know what you think. Now, the best way to reach me is to drop me a comment on my Instagram or Twitter. And you will find me on both platforms as Lizelle Me. 
I'm really sorry, but I don't do direct message. I just get overloaded. I can't cope with that. So I don't do direct message on either space, but I do try and respond to my public messages. So you can drop me a comment there. There's also lots of menopause chat going on over on the Lizard Wellbeing YouTube channel. Again, lots of open comments there. And don't forget to subscribe to that if you haven't yet joined up with us on YouTube yet. And of course, I hope you're receiving and enjoying the free weekly newsletter that comes each and every Friday. And that's from my wellbeing team and me. It's completely free, no strings attached, promise. It's just an informative and hopefully inspiring resource packed with recipes, podcast links. You've got special money off offers, competitions and more. And you can sign up for that over on my website, which is lizarlwellbeing.com. Well, that is all we have time for this week. I do hope that we can keep the conversations going on all of this here. You know, it really does seem like a tipping point has been reached this week. I have been writing, commentating, researching, particularly perimenopause and menopause for at least the last five or six years or more. And it does seem that there is a different vibe. So thank you for being part of it. And until the next time we chat, go well. Bye-bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.